Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. would want to start this podcast off this week by being chivalrous by by not having an ego but this is the what? American 7th football league and fuck that shit we are sports center motherfuckers you know the vibes who's on sports center twice talk to me fucking yo hey yo Listen, go ahead, Matt. Do your thing, man. I don't want to talk to nobody no more. I'm I'm too famous now. You feel? Welcome to the Three on One podcast presented by the A7FL. We are the voices of the American Sevens Football League. I'm Matt Ryan, joined by the man blocking the line. He's big, Rob Fabian, and that's my quarterback and a man who's nothing but cash, on the microphone. You know him. You love him. He is Corey Hammond, and joining us this week. As we celebrate a multitude of things, most listened episode in podcast history, going viral three times on three separate platforms with the same video. Shout out to Kason Campbell, because without him, that video is nothing. And shout out to all the tracks in the America. Shout out to the guy from the Vegas Force knee to go through that trauma. Oof. A very, a very special shout out because that type of that type of hus hus situation um leading to the the carn and the apparition of violence we gotta we gotta thank everybody involved in that video and my guy from the force you're just as important to the whole the whole shebang and you know i love it i love i love that play I, that game went viral twice and that wasn't even the best game of the year before we were talking uh before we hit record and joining us on the program is someone who's been covering the a7fl for what feels like forever he is the unqualified, the the most qualified voice to talk about the Baltimore division of the American Sevens Football League. He is RTU Keith Salmon. Keith, welcome. Yes, to the sir. Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on, gang. RTU, we are in the building. So we we've had a week. Um, we we we've been on Sports Center, and the and then it wasn't even the best game of the year. It was a game that was the most talked about game, non-championship game of the year because of all the heat going into it. But uh, the best game of the year, we've got to talk about that because we've never really come to a conclusion. And it comes down to two games for me. The first game is obviously the 2022 championship between the U and the BIC because of everything that game meant on both sides of the ball, not just the championship. But if you've not, if you're finding us because of SportsCenter, if you're finding us because you searched A7FL and we came into your feed, hello. But go to our YouTube channel. And this is something we're going to do hopefully live over the next couple of weeks 
um, is do watch alongs of some of the best games of the year. Oh, hell yeah. And we'll have guests on. We'll have, you know, give you a little taste of what 2023 in the A7FL might look like. Um, But that other game is one of the reasons why Keith is on the program tonight to give us a little bit of an understanding. The Baltimore Rare Breed and the Tampa Nightcrawlers. Um, Mm. We were all in the building for that game. And it's the best example of how good other divisions in the A7 could be. And this is not a knock on Baltimore. They have a championship in the history of the A7FL. But in the leveling up of the entire league, something's in the water in New Jersey. And I think that you look at this game and then you see the battle between Mark Bagway, who we talked about last week might be migrating up here to New Jersey uh, and OG Buck, Rokeem Chaney and Lenny Manziel. And that game and that, you know, that quarterback combination has been a real point of contention here on the pod. It's something we've talked about quite a bit. Right. And Keith, to get, I want your perspective on this. What do you think was game of the year? And what do you think of the competition between Buck and Lenny going right down there in Baltimore? Um, well, of course, I think game of the year is, of course, Rare Breed and the Nightcrawlers because Rare Breed, let's be real, Rare Breed didn't expect to for them Tampa Bay boys to come up here and do what they did, you know. And single-handedly, we kind of seen Lenny, his stock, his value grew. You know, Lenny came in the game in clutch situations and delivered where we seen Buck for three or four seasons now getting clutch situations and kind of like not fail, but fold, you know? So, you know, I don't think mm, it's really. That's a, uh, all right. Look, so I, I'm going to let you finish out to you, but just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, let, I let's wanna, be real about the, uh, at least I the Nightcrawler game, because I think when he, when Lenny came in against the view, he did a little bit more, but against the Nightcrawlers, he threw a quick screen. A 15-yard pass to Pack Money, who he took 90 yards. So that's mm-hmm. not let's not give him credit up for anything other than just executing the play. And I will say that stepping up in the pocket, rolling to his right, finding Tony Toe Tap at the back of the end zone against the Nightcrawlers to get that two point. That was a you know that was a cojones type quarterback play to come in there off the bench and 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 be that clutch. But that's also mm-hmm. only one play, and in that game, Buck had completed long important passes one touchdown to Ant Mo and on the first drive it was their the first play action they got they got downfield to the tight end beefy um I, I think that we're we're I am gonna say this my narrative for the quarterback position for the rare breed is that Lenny Manziel is a very good player and a very capable player but it's a lot of hype added to the fact that in not Ooh. a total garbage time situation but Boy. in mop up duty he was able to do what a quarterback's supposed to do and move the football. So, you know, taking taking away how great Buck has been as a play caller and a play baker in the past two seasons, making it to the final four and being the, the main driver for the offenses for both the Cobras last year and the rare breed this past season. I, I'm li- listen, Keith, you know, you know Baltimore better than most of us do. But what I'm gonna say is that my personal opinion is as great as Lenny is. The Rare Brew would be making a huge mistake if they go away from their MVP candidate quarterback in OG Buck. Okay, this might be so, the first time. This oh, might be the first time in any sports casting history that one guy disagrees with both of you. I disagree with both of those points. 
in the in the sense that Buck called the plays. It, I mean, I get it. Yes, you 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 say it might look like he folded and wasn't you know able to pull off these clutch situations, but he put the man there and called the play to do it. So, in my opinion, okay. I, and Talk I'm not taking me. away anything from what Manziel did. Manziel came in and played his position. Buck is the overseer of all that. I, I can't. I honestly can't take that away from Buck. I honestly think Listen. that shit raises Buck's stock, if you, if you ask me. I think Buck actually made a, a, a stake and a claim as to one of the best football minds in the league, period. Not just Without Baltimore, not okay. just Tampa, not just Jersey. I'm talking in the league. Okay, so let me say this. Okay, so back to what and hey, listen, I, I I'm not going to disagree with you, uh, Rob. But let me say, um, you say Corey that 15 yard play that Lenny had to um pack and he took it 90 yards, right? Yeah, that's one play. But if he did do an interception, we would have been, all been on here crucifying him. He would got crucified. So yeah, you but know, that that play is the Baltimore special. It's designed so that it's, yeah, but that uh, that play can be easily messed up. A wide open right receiver. He wasn't going to throw a pick on that. But I'm um, saying. That play could have been easily messed up. What if he would have threw the ball to the ground? Anything could have possibly happened. If you look at the whole season, you know, Lenny has been coming in there in clutch situations and delivering throughout the whole season. Now, listen, Buck is one of the greatest minds in A7FL, without a right. doubt, without right. a doubt. But we have to look at a quarterback that keeps getting there and never getting to the chip and never getting past. At some point in time, Rare breed, because we all know the rare breed is a combination of the Cobras. When Col and Buck been with the Cobras for a while, Buck took the Cobras to the final four and did what? Lost. He took rare breed to the final four and did what? Lost. That's, you feel me? You know, don't get me wrong. Still a great mind and everything. But now we get to the point of, okay, bro, we've been here before. We've been here, what, three or four times now. What is the problem? Ooh. If you look at, if you look at the game, you know, if you really look at football, and you look at the whole season, Rare Breed did not run the same offense they ran all year against the Nightcrawlers. When have you ever seen Buck go from two, two, two down linemen? I was on them sideline. I was on that sideline. And I seen and I heard everything. And I told Buck, I tapped him on the shoulder and I say, hey, man, you know, it's about that time to put that boy in. It's about that time to call on his number. And that man sat there patiently all year. All year, sat on that sideline patiently behind Buck and big games and all that and came out there and delivered. You know, we're not going to take nothing away from Buck, but we damn sure can't take nothing away from that man sitting on the bench, being patient and coming in and delivering. You feel no, me? Right, I agree. Right, well, I agree let me with take that. this away. This, doesn't this give credence to the idea of a starter and a closer? No. No. Let's first answer this. All of you answer me this question. What is the list of quarterbacks that miss the quick screen without having to deal with the shotgun snap, starting with the ball firmly in your hand, knowing that pack money is lost on the sideline because the Florida night, Tampa of the night crawlers, excuse me, did not cover him. There was no one standing in the direction. So the only mm -hmm. thing that could happen is whoever the quarterback is completely shits themselves to air mails the ball on the quick screen, and then it's not executed. Tell me the list over. of quarterbacks that fail to make that play in crunch time, other than myself, which you could use me, and you could say that, but we all know that I can throw a quick screen. Yeah, I'm about to say, I, I wouldn't even say that, but you just never know. Like, right now, I can't But I do, I do know that Mark Diggs completes that. I do know that Ace Boogie completes that. I yes. know that if it was OG Buck, and it was OG Buck that was there, and wasn't setting himself up 
and using the, the, the intelligence of if he was placed as a quarterback for the double pass, that that would be the focus. If, mm-hmm. he, if Lenny Manziel was back there and, and Buck was the one that was delivering the ball to pack money, maybe it's a little bit different because they don't take Lenny as seriously because they hadn't seen him probably either A, that game Never. or B, that whole season. Yeah. But does Buck miss that quick screen? No, I, I absolutely don't say- not. I don't think Buck misses Chris the quick screen at all. I think it plays out the way it plays out. Do I think Buck finds Tony Totap in the back of the end zone? I don't know because as I watched that game, I watched Buck go to pack consistently. And when when Lenny got in the game, who was his man? His man always been Marlon. Let all right, let me point out a fun fact. If Lenny don't get in the, get in that final four game versus the U, Rare Breeze lose by more than what they lost by. Facts. So, so here's a question, Keith, for you. Because you've seen you've seen the rare breed all season long, and for those who don't know, the rare breed are, for all intents and purposes, an expansion team in 2022. They were mm-hmm. the combination of two separate Baltimore teams in a consolidation across the league. And when you have relation, when you have these super teams, when you have these combination teams, and in, in football, when it's all about finding the receiver you're comfortable with, having the formations you're comfortable with and you're dealing with all of this, is that a first-year jitters problem where it was, you know, Marlon and Lenny and Pac Money and Buck? Was it just these these team, this team trying to get to know each other? Or is it this is so routine that it's going to be impossible to break unless somebody leaves? Um, I want to say that, I don't want to say that, you know, it's like trying to get to know each other because uh, these dudes played on the same team in the fall sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, it was definitely just the Kings. Yep, but last fall when the Kings won the championship, it was pretty much the summit of the same core, but not all of them. So I don't. Are they, say- are they allowed? Are they still allowed to use that name? Because I'm pretty sure that we have completely retired the Kings from any Baltimore team being able to use it. Me and Rob personally. Oh, okay. That's funny for real. You know, hey, let's never forget when the DC Buzz sent the Hawks home after they did that boneheaded. The, the Hawks? The no, Hawks? listen. Ho, ho, ho. Listen, no, listen, 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 listen. to the podcast the last week, Keith. He's not a Hawk anymore. You already know where he's going to be playing in 2020. You already listen, know. Listen, listen, listen. And the only reason why I say the Hawks because they're the ones that agreed to that nonsense of, yeah, we'll play the DC Buzz to get a playoff spot. When they no, we, beat no, the that DC was Buzz. not agreed on by either team. We had already beaten the DC Buzz. So the DC y'all... Buzz had only really beaten the Renegades. And let me just ask this question. To not me. to get off topic, because if you if you want to remind the, the listeners at home, I did not start that entire game and play that entire game, but you could still tell them what my stat line was because I think the league should know um, because Corey Hammond will Corey Hammond and the Corey Hammond, Corey Hammonds. Right? Yeah, I'm, but, I'm not going to lie. Hey, hey, Matt, can I get a Corey Hammond, will Corey Hammond shirt? Because Lord have mercy, will he Corey Hammond? <laughs> you can oh my- get shirts now. You can get our shirts. At tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Who was the third best team in Maryland last year? Because in the bracket, we were told that the hit squad was the third best team. I don't think that that hit squad roster, the way that they executed, and what I'd seen on tape against the Gators and against the Rare Breed, I do not know if I could 100% agree that the hit squad last year were better than the buzz man listen i'm gonna tell you this buzz didn't have their full team all year until 
um, we all dag, dag on there and play the renegades. Because if y'all, you know, Mike going to make it, big part of the offense, you know, he got suspended week one. And him, us losing a key player like that, Changed the game for us. That's um, facts. That's facts. Um, no, well, I think. Well, yeah. Because and before we move on with Mike, why why was he suspended? Was it was it unfair or was it like some serious boneheadery? And that's on him, not okay. So let me let me let me be realistic about the situation. Now, when the dude slung Mike out of bounds and he threw the ball at him, um, I, that's kind of a bang bang. But all that extra stuff, kicking the pylons and acting a fool, that's completely on bro. You know, but but go on, go on, because I think it's a fair point with the DC Buzz. But I just wanted to throw that in there. Don't. Yeah, I know, think Mike's a great player, but one of the best abilities is availability. And if you throw in a temper tantrum, you're going to lose to the Hawks week one when when Greg Llewellyn, which I didn't even know that was his his Gerald Llewellyn. Yes, exactly. I still don't know, but I didn't know that that was his birth name until I saw it on the screen. He had 200 yards rushing on the ground. That was a great. That was a great day for me, honestly. Hmm. Well, I mean, um, I think that um, I don't. Me personally, I don't think his squad. You get a his squad, and you get a fully staffed DC Buzz team. I think DC Buzz beat them, respectfully. Um, all our games except for Rare Breed, we was in. We didn't lose by much. You know what I mean? But let that whole team would have showed up and been healthy. But like you said, you know, the best thing is being available. And if you're not available, then that really hurts the team. But y'all seen. When our team was, you know, did come, we started to click a little bit. And, you know, we got our wins when we needed to. So, you know, I mean, I, I, the hit squad situation, I, I just kind of think that, you know, it's, they, it's done. It's, uh, it's up for them. The hit squad, they done. They might as well, you know, you know, uh, I, I don't know what to say. No, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Um, Trey Loke, Travis, you know, he is a great, he he is one of the underrated low key good minds of A seven FL. He doesn't get enough credit. You feel me? Let me say that. Wait, wait, who? Who? Trap, trap, Rob, Rob your favorite, favorite guy. Bro, listen, listen. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna have to set a standard here. You can't name me a game he did well in that people could go point. You gotta you gotta start listing games where guys like that did something. Because he's one of those what? guys that I feel like talks a lot. Listen, listen what I'm saying. Before you panic, Talk to me. I'm not talking about going crazy in Baltimore. We don't know him in Jersey, bro. They don't know him outside of Baltimore. He's a neighborhood mm -hmm. hero. He's not good outside of where and he's that, at. And that is a huge... Any, and that's a huge but he came up there and beat the Chiefs, though, bro. With the Bulldogs. He came up there and beat what Chiefs? What Chiefs? The, the, the Chiefs. After they won the championship Chiefs? The Chiefs that were falling apart? We giving, hey. we giving credit to that? That was their but, worst year. And when you win a championship, when you win a championship, right, that mm -hmm. following season is one of the toughest seasons to play. You know why? Facts, Everybody's facts. gunning for your head. You already won, so what are you doing here half the time? And this is coming from somebody that got two slide, 2.5 of those things. So I know mm -hmm. how hard it is to come back from a championship run. And you got to remember, the Chiefs were in a championship run for three, four seasons. That mm -hmm. fifth season, it was over. You mm -hmm. giving you giving Trey Low credit for one win against a bum Chiefs team? Stop. No, I'm just what I'm saying is if the, listen if the Chiefs would have beat them, would this energy be the same? Bro, I still wouldn't know this, who he was. Crucified him, bro. A I win is a know. win. We don't know who he is, regardless. Uh, 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 I beg to differ, man. You know, I think that you know, y'all, you know, some people in Jersey. You may be right. The majority of Jersey may not know. But dudes know 
when when they play the Bulldogs, they know who's gonna be at quarterback, man. They know what's up. I think that he done they, done. They know. They, they know. No, yeah, they know that enough. Mikey De Niro actually ain't a bad right. option either. I, I Mikey remember when he came in. Right. Oh yeah, he's he not bad neither. Mike De Niro. De Niro. We talking Pat. We talking those guys, bro. They know Trey Loke is gonna be at quarterback. No one cares. Mm. That's the difference. That's all I'm okay. saying. Okay. You you hey, listen. You may be right, but Trey. Trey Lope, he has he still has a great mind. Of what I'm saying is, under uh, low key, he has a good football knowledge. You know, like he's is it goes unnoticed a lot, and maybe it's because you know, of course, down here in Baltimore, you know, bro, dials it up. So you know, of course, I've got to see a lot more of that than you know when he come up there in Jersey. Right, right, right. So you know, I I, I get what you're saying respectfully, but you know, I kind of look at it with a little different perspective because. I've seen, I've seen it myself, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's like a, like, a, again, a bang, bang thing, you know, cause it's like, ah, you know, you know, you're right, but not so very right. But I have to understand if you've well, seen some put, of the things I've seen him do, you will be right, like, right. Let's put it this way to kind of crystallize it. Right. Because I think it's not fair to just talk about a guy on his own and say trash, great, Whatever, because it, 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 it's more of a comp, uh, it's more of a comparative thing. Trey mm-hmm. Loke is better than whoever the Renegades and Snow Tribe had at quarterback last year, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Now, obviously, take me out of it. I think Trey is probably the equivalent of me, which is not saying that that he's that great still. But who would you take, Mark, in the league? Mark, Mark who? proved that this season. Yes, Mark but that's proved. what I'm saying. So. I, we could agree, and, and this is based on also, guys, check out RTU's uh, Madden channel, which which he has, you know, <laughs> the, the guys in the A7FL. Did you do a Trey Loke in that draft? Yes, I did. He got drafted way le- after me, though. But anyway, so, so <laughs> we go Sari. <laughs> hey, let my guy know. Right? Just, just, just uh, Keith, when you, when you want to Put Trey Loke in there. Just stop me. We have Sterry number one. Mm, Huff number yes. two. Bagway number three. Oh, I, I, I would say Buck. I say Buck, then Bagway. No, no, no. Uh, Trey Loke, not Buck. But yeah, anyway, anyway. Okay, I'm go ahead, not go putting him in order. I'm just saying, just stop me when you think Trey Loke is better than this guy. Okay. So, so we'll say OG Buck. Okay. Who, let's just be honest, in this podcast, you were talking about how Lenny was the guy at moments and not OG Buck, but mm-hmm. we'll get to Lenny. So, Bagway, okay. Mark Diggs. Okay. okay. I think it's... Those, are, I those, think... Are my, those are my top guys in the A7FL right now. Trey Loke is not even close to those, is he? Listen, listen. I think I think that all the all of them are top guys, but at the mark, it's got to be Trey. So, How about this? So if you Who were you, if you're starting, If you're starting the Baltimore RTUs, Tomorrow, Keith. Okay. And I tell you, you could have Lenny at quarterback or Trey Loke at quarterback, Ooh. and you don't get the other. Which one do you go with? Come on, Keith. All right, so listen, this is the difference between Trey Loke and Lenny. Lenny is one of them dudes that he 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 cannot run. He he physically, athletically, he's gifted. The boy is dangerous, but the mental part of it is out of the window. He is Yo, one what of you those- trying to say about Paul Wall with his grill? No, the listen, man. Listen, no, I'm, I'm saying, Lenny Manziel, I'm what you trying to say? 
listen, listen to me. Listen to me. And this has been a knock on Lenny for years. And I tell him, I say, bro, once you get that development in your mind right, once you get your play calling down right, you know, I've been in that huddle. I've seen how dudes, I'm open. Okay, I'm going to give you the ball. It don't matter if you're triple covered or double covered. You know, because let's not forget, you know, I've watched this man come from something to nothing. I watched this man go from Mr. Instant Turnover to Manziel. You know, so his game, yes, is growing, but I ain't going to hold you, man. You know, like, it depends if we talking about A7 RTUs or we talk about fall. You know, because that's that's the only difference. Is this the is this the is this the fall three on one podcast? No, it is the American US. football. You, you my bad. So we are not talking right. about some bum ass fall in Baltimore. No, oh bro, our fall is definitely be littered in a seven. But I right. no no no. Well, well, well in under the bright they're... lights of national television, I ain't gonna hold you. I I'm and that's tough because I got to think to myself. Do I want a guy that I had to tell plays to consistently, or do I want a guy that I knew can run an offense? Trey Lope can run an offense by himself. I would never have to tell Trey Lope anything. So, Lenny, so really quick, to- really quick, really quick. Earlier in the pod, you kind of levied something against OG Buck as far as, hey, Buck, it's Final Four. We've been here before. Mm-hmm. Semifinals, we've been here before. But we've never, you've never, that was your critique on Buck, that he was never able to punch it in and really do those numbers and get himself to that championship and finish, right? Yes, finish. Where's the same criticism for Trey Lope, who hasn't even gotten to those spaces, hasn't even made it to a Final Four, hasn't been that guy? And that's all I'm asking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's the the real specific question that I'm asking. If we have that critique on a guy like OG Buck, is the critique there because he is OG Buck and his expectations? Or a guy like Trey Loke, who flies under the radar, doesn't make it to the Elite Eight sometimes, or hasn't has never made it to a Final Four. We mm-hmm. can always say, "Hey, there's potential," even if he's been here six seasons. Well, I mean, to me personally, I mean, you know, R to you, I don't know if y'all, um, if y'all, you know, watch the show a lot. I know some of y'all do, but I said that about Trey Loke before. Like, bro, his time he done, his time at quarterback is done. I'd rather see Trey Loke at D tackle. You know, his time at quarterback, is it's over. Like, you're absolutely right, Rob. Like, you know, in fall, Trey Lope the man. But in A7, his time, the, you feel me, it's over. I've been saying this. It's over. Like, they should have been, like, me personally, like, I would have been through Mikey DeNero in there. Trey Lope needs to be playing defense because that's, unfortunately, that's where they needed him at. But quarterback, it's over. That's a dub. But, you know, with OG Buck, like, Quarterback is your main thing, bro. We know you as the quarterback. So you know right, when, right. You, when you when you get there time and time again, and we and we know the potential OG Buck has. He can really play championship football. Now listen, he went with the Cobras. Like I said, he lost. Okay. You went back in the offseason, you recruited the main te- the main people from three teams. The Cobras main core, the Vikings main core, and I'm not going to say the main core for Army, uh, the Army, but some of those pieces came over too. So, you know, bro, you had, you got three teams in one. That's why it wasn't a lot of teams, you know, because it would have, you know, normal A7, we would have seen the Army, we would have seen the Cobras, we would have seen the Vikings. But when right, they all right. came together, it's just like, all right, bro, what, 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 what is it now? Like, all right, well, let, me, let me ask you this, because you could, and you could pick whoever. If you're the the manager of the rare breed, you turn yourself into 
A7FL Baltimore mascot, Marcus Cole. And sorry, I had to throw that out there. And I hope we can't keep doing that, bro. We can hey, again. We can't so keep I doing can that, bro. We ignore him once more. What? We we cannot keep calling my boy a mascot because that's come on, Corey. Like, bro, like you gotta come on. I <laughs> I stand behind what I want to say just because A, that's kind of who I am on this podcast. And B, I'm just joking. I give Big Mike Sims, I give Carl Meisner, I give Ryan Shamar, all guys that perform the same role, the same amount of flack, and only one person showed up for multiple seasons with basically the equivalent of going to a restaurant and just leaving before the bill. But anyway, that one is bad. You know that one's one's bad. But anyway, that's tough. That's some A7L inside (laughs) now. Give me a second, man. I'm trying to catch my breath over here. Hey, yo. Corey, Corey broke the podcast. OG Buck Buck is getting criticism for not taking the rare breed past the U in this year's Final Four. And rightfully so. A quarterback needs to be able to elevate his team to get to that next level. Let me me say something, Corey. I'm not saying that he's getting criticized for just not this year. This has happened multiple times. So now it's okay. All right. In, In the NFL, it's a business. Your quarterback, you know, he gets you there at a point in time. People are gonna start thinking like, right? Bro, no, he's right. What's, Keith what's is really right. up? You feel me? Keith like, what's right. really up, bro? No, like, come no, on, bro. And, we and put I'm the, we, and, I, and I'm not. We gonna put discount, the team around you. And I'm we not gonna it. discount. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm not you gonna go ahead, discount bro. the the argument there. And like I said, he is the quarterback. And if you play that this position that I play, that Rob plays in 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 New Jersey fall, you should see how he balls out. He's better than Trey Loke at quarterback. Let me just tell you. <laughs> he's he's on mute right now. I can guarantee he's dying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. OG hey, yeah, yeah, rare breeds quarterback. If you want to win the championship in 2022, what quarterbacks could take that roster past the U, past BIC last year? Just just keeping it to last year. Who do you take and replace OG Buck with to make that next step to get to that next level to hold the trophy at the end? That's a good question. That's a good question. Okay. Is um I feel like with the right coaching and the right team, Cam Boogie could possibly do it. Oh my God. Wow. No, wait, so really? You, so you're saying serious? that Cam Boogie. Wow. I'm not saying he's better, but I'm saying well, he could possibly do it with well, the right team and the right coach. Teams that are presently constructed. So Cam Boogie on rare breed gives them a better chance to beat the UNBIC than OG Buck. Um, I feel like Possibly, I, OG possibly. Buck did no. So you, 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 you saying without OG Buck? If you, if I had to take him off, the next best thing I can think of, of is what? Possibly a Cam Boogie, or we can even throw Mark Diggs in there. Okay, Mark, okay. If, if, does Better Mark answer. Diggs elevate the rare breed to be a championship level team um, more than they are now? Because they're 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 okay. They were probably the third best team in the league. Uh, all right, so po- it, it is a big possibility because I mean. Look over the body over the time. Mark has always not been on a good team, and he's always performed. So you put him on a team like Rare Breed, his numbers are going to go up drastically. No, 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 no. That's that's a misnomer. Let me tell you from tons of experience in Mark Diggs' shoes. When you play for a team that isn't that great, you get to throw more because why? You're down more. You get to pad stats, 
Let's go. A7FL top, top 10 compiler of all time, Corey Hammond, knows more than anybody. Let me just ask you straight up, yes or no. Mark Diggs gives the rare breed in 2022 a better chance to win the championship than OG Buck. Mm. Mm, that's tough. Because I think the question. answer to your question is, it is a tough question. It's, 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 if you're taking OG Buck out, you put Sterry in, rare breed have a chance to beat the U and a BIC with Sterry. And if you take Huff in there, then rare breed has a chance to beat Huff with the U. And then BIC was staring. I don't, I do not think a human being exists on a current A7 overall roster other than maybe Mark Bagway. So those three human beings, I don't know if one exists that's going to elevate the play of the rare breed. And what I will, what I will say I've got, is that I've got a candidate because they're not a starting quarterback. Okay. Corey Price. Corey, mm. I think that I think what's interesting is they're very similar players and where Corey Price is a little bit more elite on the athleticism side and the mm-hmm. playmaking side. OG Buck makes up for that maybe just half a step down in athleticism with his, you know, cerebral way that he approaches approaches the game. So what do you think about with CP3? Can, can I play devil's Keith. advocate? Can I play devil's Absolutely. advocate with CP3? And again, I am talking let's, – let's just be clear who I'm talking about here. This is a two-time A7FL champion. So I will address him, him as such. That is the champ, current champ. What I'm saying here is just an observation, just to play devil's advocate. CP3 went to another team, another franchise, once upon a time, was the starting quarterback there and didn't get them past the same point we're criticizing Rasheem Chaney on. I'm Are you talking about um, you talking about that final, that little, that little Dallas tournament? tournament. When he his was tenure, with the Hawks? No, 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 no. Oh, his when, yeah, on Savage. 2019 Savage, yep. Yes, his tenure on Savage. That, and then again, this is not even a heavy critique on CP3. I'm playing devil's advocate to just kind of point out even a championship-level quarterback, as in CP3, it doesn't mean they can always do it because he had a team. Savage was not a bum team. They were high-level, lost to the Immortals, who then won the championship that year. So, again, CP3 is a nice name to throw out there, but even then there's still proof of concept that he can fail at that position on a team that's just not built the right way. I don't think the question is whether or not they can fail. I think that you're, you're trying to arm yourself with the best possible person behind center. The only reason I go for price over anybody else in the field is because he understands the way New Jersey plays football better than anybody else you can so, put yeah in high level high level so when you oh, have talk- to go ahead talk to me go ahead so when you look at this coming season from a macro level when you look at it top down it's really hard to make an argument for anything other than a BICU rematch if nothing changes a team can come in and shock the world and surprise everybody. But there's only two real teams on my radar, and it's the Nightcrawlers if Bagway doesn't leave because we don't know what that team is like. That's facts. So word on the street, word on the street is Bag. listen, Bagway and that dude Long Gray is teaming up, and that's going to be dangerous. Wow. That's going to be dangerous. But is that that in Florida or is that in New Jersey? In In Florida. Florida. From from my understanding, it's going to be in Florida. 
Because I talked to some of them um, New Jersey's dude, you know. I mean, New Jersey, sorry about that. Some of the Florida guys. And most of them, they saying they ready to take the Nightcrawlers and combine them with the Tampa Bay A-team. And if y'all, if I'm not hey. mistaken, listen, listen, listen. I Ooh. said this a long time ago. I said, listen, all them teams y'all going to have, they're going to start turning into one or two. Because once y'all come up here and get shit beat down y'all leg, y'all going to start, like, hold up. And do you want to know why Keith Salmon is literally the only person I can respect his opinion on that exact fact? You want to know why? Because he firsthand witnessed that shit from the beginning of Baltimore coming out here. Keith saw it. He experienced it. Keith, you know what? Can, can we give, give the listeners that? That how you felt watching guy, like guys like us, BIC back then, the U back then, all that. Give give. Give the people that, how it felt like, oh, yeah, we could beat those guys until you guys really came out there to really oh see God. what it was about. So so let me tell you, man, when we when we first seen you guys on YouTube, you know, we looking like, oh, yeah, you know, we play this down here, too. So we looking around like, oh, yeah, you know, these, these cats, are, um, these cats, are, you know, they're easy to beat. But once we got in front of them, the ass whoopers we took. You know, we had to go, okay, okay, we, 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 we really see what's going on. And it, it, it's, it was different, man, from seeing them on camera and then actually lining up and then having dudes tell you, like, yeah, bro, y'all can't fuck with us, bro. Like, y'all, you feel me? We've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, them ass whoopers we took, we took them on a the chin. You feel me? Until, you know, eventually we had to say, oh, okay, enough is enough. We got to do something. But for a long time, yes, we definitely got our ass whooped from trying to think that, oh, yeah, we're going to see them. We're going to see them. Like, mm, we're, we seen y'all on YouTube and then thinking, oh, yeah, that, that ain't about nothing. I can stop that. Because I used to watch Smoke, uh, Pat, 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 uh, Pat Colburn, Smoke, Pat Colburn. Patrick yeah, Colburn. Pat Colburn. I used to watch him and say, I know goddamn well he will never do none of that to me. Got right in front of him and dude, man, listen, dude is a different animal. <laughs> different when dude is talk different. about that, that Baltimore. And we'll get to the Pat Coburn point in a second, Rob, and then we'll go to this question that I have. Okay. Baltimore is second in in terms of with the league as it's currently constructed after the the idea of town beef which started in New Jersey nearly 20 years ago, back when Corey yep. had brown hair and no children. And now he's got gray hair and many children. Um, Baltimore came next, then Florida, then Los Angeles, and now Cincinnati in Las Vegas uh, last year. That's when PA came and died. Yeah, the Immortals came in for a little while as well, and I've heard rumors that they, they might be returning in some form or fashion in the next couple of years. But it started out with Jersey, then Baltimore. Do you feel that the learning curve for the other divisions, and this is for everybody here, do you feel the learning curve is lessening after what we've seen this season, or is no, I it think still hard? I think that it's going to be harder because teams, you know, they evolve each and every season. Like, it took us a while to figure out New Jersey. It took us a while to, you know, figure out how they did things, what they do. It took us a while to figure out how to stop taking ass whoopers from the U because that's what it was. You feel me? You had guys, we were playing A7 just to beat one team. And prime example, when the Vikings, when we 
came out there and beat the U eight nothing, you would have thought we won a Super Bowl. We were so happy. Let me tell you why we were so happy. Because we was getting our ass whooped for seasons. You feel me? So you know, it just be like, all right, you feel me? You know, it's just like mm, it took us a minute. Now I'm not gonna hold you with Florida. It's going to take them all about two seasons. Yo, this season yes. And next Preach. season. Preach. And I got to piggyback. It's going to take them two seasons. I'm going to piggyback off Keith here. And I, I do agree for most other, maybe guys like Covington, the Covington Heist, they got a taste of it. But they watch and Now they're listening and maybe they'll take some advice from here. But mm-hmm. Vegas, Vegas got a sour taste in their mouth. I think it's only going to take them about a, three seasons for a turnaround. Um... And and also, like he said, Florida, Florida has technically been here a lot longer than people think. And no, because didn't they play a while back? Like I'm talking years ago, they they, they hopped in a, a 14 passenger van with 19 people and drove at 24 hours to come here to play the, the town beef bombers back in the day. It, yep, it's yep. ancient history, but it's recorded. And if it wasn't recorded, it, it didn't happen, right? It is. it is recorded. Then they came yes, out here and played is. an all-day tournament. I, 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 what? what? What I think the gem of this show is starting to, it's starting to carve out. And I'm starting to see, you know, Matt said something about it. Chief just said something about it. I think I'm going to round off the point here. Florida, if they stay together, and put their best players on the field will be a team to contend, period. Yes. And I'm talking about contend with one and two. I'm not talking about fl- fluttering at three, four, and five. I'm talking about ready to punch one and two in the mouth. After what we saw Mark yes. Bagway do against Rare Breed, you're telling me there's a chance that he can come back with that same team, add guys like Warren Gray, the linebacker from Tampa, who, who, who feels, who felt what A7 was. That guy's mm-hmm. sideline to sideline speed is absurd. Hey, oh, my God. Those guys come back fully staffed, ready to go, and they got they got a taste of it, man. They almost mm-hmm. won. They got a mm-hmm. taste of it. I'm giving them two seasons. And BIC is – BIC – this is BIC's time. So, for oh, me oh, – bro, where have I been you know, preaching, bro? Where have it. I been preaching? It's little bro's time. We've seen this year the passing of the torch, bro. We've seen it. I've been, I've been right. saying it. I've been and, saying and that, it. That goes into the theory I have that there's always a team cooking while another team is dominating. BIC's time is now. In the time that BIC is going to dominate for this last season, this season, and the next, we should be very nervous at what Tampa's doing. And in following Tampa, we should really keep an eye on Vegas. There's a lot of money over there. I think... I, I'm just saying. No, and, and I can speak <laughs> to that fact a little bit. Um, when it comes to the the fast forwarding of the development of what we're seeing in Florida and Las Vegas, um, and also forget, don't forget, Los Angeles is owned by David Meltzer, who business partners with Warren Moon. They got a lot to do. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I I they have a lot to do, but I think that if they want, if there was the need to speed it up the evolution of that game. And I and I can attest to the fact that I this is already happening in other divisions. We're going to see people start crossing state lines soon. Man, listen. That's scary. That's scary. But when he says they got a lot to do, the only reason why I have to, again, I have to kind of get behind that. Let's say Los Angeles grabs a full talented team, amazing wide receiver, stud quarterback, all that, right? 
Let's say they right. actually make it to the championship. It, it's just going to look like the U versus BIC in 2021, bro. It's going to look – veterans are going to beat the newbies. That's just how it happens. Mm-hmm. Terry Codrington got his legs under him. Ashante Worthy, this was his third season. He got a chip. Mm-hmm. He was as – he's Ashante Worthy was just as amazing this season as he was the last two. He, he even looked better in the last two because nobody knew who he was. That's the surprise factor in A7. When you don't know a receiver or a quarterback, he gets to shine on you because you're not expecting any of that from him. You get what That's, I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, I completely, I completely yeah. understand what you're saying. And I, Can I, I'm I say something? Going with it. Can I say B-I-C, something? Yeah, B.I.C. with the crown right now, right? A team like L.A. can fill that team with talent. But because they don't know the game the way Sterry Codrington, Kenny Stansberry, Carl Meisner, and Asante Worthy do, they're in trouble. They're going to lose the first time they get there. But Listen, after they get that taste, it, it will be different. That mark my it. words. I'm going to say it here on this podcast. Mark my words. The closest threat to BIC, to BIC the closest threat to dethrone them, is going to be the, a Florida team. They're going to overstep Baltimore. Let me tell you why. Because that team came up here and damn near beat our top team. So imagine once they get together, it's, it's going to be a problem. Now, listen, Florida is a lot more close than L.A. will ever be. For you guys who listen, and I'm sorry to say that, but that team y'all came up here to force, oh, my God, please, listen, y'all need to reevaluate and take some, you know, take some time because some of them players out there, man, I'm not going to hold you, bro. It, it's not it. It's not giving. Well, those, those, that team, that team, Keith, is actually the Vegas team that that was the Western division champions so they beat the california teams i think we can't ever forget when mentioning a7fl california the fashion sense of the santa monica vibe <laughs> oh y'all remember when they were saying oh sorry about that, oh, sorry. that. No, yeah numerous. go ahead oh go please ahead. okay so why i'm on here i don't know who listening to you know that santa monica vibe oh we're the top of the league now we're the facing a7 yeah, it looked like that. Y'all were so happy in them little pictures wearing y'all little crowns and stuff like that until y'all ran up against some grown men. And we didn't even hear a peep out of y'all no more. Who the Santa Monica who's? Come on, bro. They, y'all can't, they were, y'all they can't were go free, though. Hold, hold for 15 minutes. Hold, talk to me. Hold on, hold on. They, hold, they hold, will hold. forever be the pants of the West Coast. Man, listen. Trash. Doormat. Remember that. Doormat. We, we walking over you. Don't think that you can go 2-0, and 3-0, and and all of a sudden you the face of the league. Stop it. Stop. That's how. Listen. Once that video came out, that let me know right then and there the mentality of you dudes. Oh, you won a couple games. Y'all think y'all that drill? Come on up north, and we seen two years straight what happened. Well, when Florida came up here, you know, when they first came up here, they got eighty dropped on. You know, the second year they came up here, they lost by one. You feel me? So it's like they're improving time and time again. But um, the Santa, um, the uh, force, you know, the vibe, whatever, whatever you want to call them, they came up here and BIC dropped 40 on them. You ain't hear peep out of them. You ain't hear no more coaching, this and that, all this. We're not trying to hear that, bro. You I feel think, me? I think Vegas is going to be a lot more interesting in 2023 than, than we're going to give them credit for between now and the start of the season. Because as Rob said, they got that punch in the mouth. They, they tasted their own blood in their mouth and how they're going to respond will will make, you know, and also now we have Columbus coming in. We have the Covington heist in another season. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, if I'm running a team in any other division that is not Maryland or New Jersey, I am doing everything I can to find 
a great player in Maryland or New Jersey, and I'm saying, hey, do you want to live there or do you want to live here? Do you if if you have if you have any connects, any resources, anything to help put a person in a better position in their life while they're able to play football for you, who's saying no to that? Yeah, you're if, right. If you're getting Please. a call, if you're getting Keep. a call. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm going to give you a hypothetical California team. I'm going to call them the California Snoop Dogs, and it's going to be a cannabis leaf, and you have the chance. Are you going to go with a no-name quarterback from California? Probably a, like a long-haired, blonde dude, you know what I'm saying? Or are you bringing Trey Loke over to start your franchise? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to play with the best person who I feel like is going to ball out. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scrimmage this new quarterback. I'm going to scrimmage him. I'm going to see how he does. You got to get Trey on a, on a plane. You got to get him a, a, a crib. You better make the decision now. I think I think the indecision is the is the decision, my friend. No, it's not that. It's not that the indecision. <laughs> it's just that it's a lot of things that go into that. You feel me? I got to do well, the in most. the hypothetical listen. situation, let's say hold on, that. Hold on, hold on. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I got to right, do right. the most to get Trey down here. Like you said, you know, get him on a plane, this and that. What if I already got a stud at quarterback that I don't even know about? Why? Because nobody knows him. So when I see if he can play and if old dude ball out, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with old dude. I'm not flying nobody down. But so, if I can... so even even hypothetical non-existent players from California are ranked higher in the A7FL than Trey Boston, Trey Love. <laughs> My bad. Yo, I had to do it. I'm sorry. But anyway, <laughs> go back to your point, Matt. I just wanted to make a joke so we could laugh, but let's talk serious because I think what you're what the point that you're on, Matt, I think is is just A, the next evolution, but B proof of how serious A7FL football is getting. Because I'm in, you know, I'm in conversations with division owners, A7FL management on a daily basis, and the momentum of this league, like, look at it. We were on SportsCenter twice within a month and a half, two months. This video right now is getting a lot of blue check marks looking at us and a lot of people, you know, potentially coming to the table. If you're looking at this league right here, right now, and you see the opportunity not only to revitalize the sport of football, make football more fun, because I think we can all agree a great A7 game beats almost anything that's out there right now in terms of sport, in terms of football. If you're able to pay, if you're able to bring to the table something for these guys that is life-changing. You've created an arms race that will get people talking and get more people interested in the league because everybody talks about the town beef days. Everybody, there's, there's a certain generation of players and a certain generation of fans of the A7FL who lionize the old days of the league, and you have every right to do that. No, you will not get any shit from me if you are a player or a fan because I'm someone whose favorite football player of all time is Ken Stapler, and he stopped playing five years before I was alive. So I get you there. But if you can tell me with a straight face that this version of the A7FL isn't some of the best football you've seen with some of the best athletes I think oh. we've seen, Oh, 
ain't gonna hold you, man. Boy, them games from back in the day before you was around, they have some good football. I'm talking I don't about doubt it, but right here with the with the lack of consolidation. Next year, it looks like there are going to be 32 teams in the league across a lit, you know, Nevada, Ohio, Los Angeles, California, Massachusetts, Florida, Baltimore, and DC and New Jersey. That means less teams in Jersey, less teams in Baltimore to fill out that roster. Like we're not going to see a lot of those lower teams and we're going to see a lot, a lot of souped up franchise. We're going to no see bull, no bull, sir. I think cutting the right. from the chaff will provide a seven FL with the thing that we need outside of, you know, rocket fuel. And if you want to invest in the future of football, go to start engine.com slash a seven FL that is start engine.com slash a seven FL invest in a league, become our bosses. Um, when you take a look at the consolidation of the league, the games are going to get better. The athletes, you know, you're going to see a lot of guys like I love a thick boy touchdown. It's always thick boy season here in the American football league. But when you see a different breed of athlete at quarterback or the game becoming more wide open, because you you take a look at a lot of those old highlights, the running game was so important in the A7FL. And now outside of Courage Mosey, the and you know a few players here and there, the running back position has become more of a flex than anything. Well, like, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. Matt Ryan is right. He's right and I am an offensive lineman who was literally behind two of the best running backs this league has ever seen. I was behind both of them. This 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 variation of A7 doesn't really favor the running back unless you're a Courage or it, might I even say a Virgies, unless you're one of those guys. Because even the running backs we have now, they don't do what those guys were doing. They're not a, a highlight play every time they touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Because well, these defenses are getting better. And I'm not well, – I mean, we got – I don't want to take sorry, away sorry. from them. Yeah, I don't want to take away from them running backs. I just feel like the defenses are getting better because these yeah, are smarter. But I still, I feel like as the athleticism from from D line to safety to corner gets better and better and better. The running lanes, the 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 ground and pound style of Town Beef, where it was a lot more of a physical game than a wide open speed game. The more and more speed and, and talent that gets added to this game, the more and more teams are going to look more like BIC and the way the Nightcrawlers were operating. When your quarterback, who is your best pass option, is also your best run option and, and defenses have to play simultaneously against the run in the pass, that's almost an impossible task to play against. That's why Sterry Codrington and, and Huff are, are on another level than all the other quarterbacks in the league is because they can do both at that, that top level. And I think that that's where the league is going. And what Matt's saying is that as as states come to realize when they bring their boys from their hood or whatever up that to ain't New it. Jersey to play BIC, it, 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 it ain't it. We a hey, Baltimore learned first. The eight, the eight team was convinced that twenty bringing the homies up. They were going to run the table in Florida, come to the Final Four and get revenge for that beatdown. The eight team from Florida did not even win their division. What is going on over there, Keith? Get a hold um, of your, your speaker. Mark Bagway. That's what happened. That's what happened. Listen, 
he is what they say is. So when we went down, right, you know, we went down for real, you know, we seen him. Mark wasn't even at the game at first. We seen him. We said, oh, man, you know, like like, hey, like the point I made earlier, um, when Rob asked me about them L's we used to take back in the day, we seen them on YouTube. Oh, man, they X, Y, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Listen, that dude is who they say he is. And listen, that guy, that linebacker, listen, we seen him firsthand. And I tried to warn Red Breed. I said, hey, that dude right there, he's going to be everywhere. Mark Bagway. Hey. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey. That dude hey. is. Listen, I tried to listen. Good. I was there on a car ride up, and I tried to tell my homeboy Thomas, the uh, one of the owners of Red Breed. I say, listen, man, they have Mark Bagway. He is what they say is. He will stop on a dime and throw that joint at least sixty yards. Like, like you would never see him. This they had this black dude. He had at the time when the DC Buzz went down there and played him, he had number sixty two. I told him, I said, listen, he's their most consistent thing on defense. Oh man, we're gonna put fifty on him. As soon as he took Buck Soul right in the middle of that field, it became a whole <laughs> different game. It became a whole different game. Well, listen, when he when he ran up and threw that opening touchdown, I look right at that Red Breeze sideline and I say, me and my homeboy Lyle Wilkes. The defensive end for the buzz, number nine. We look right at each other and we say, we told y'all. We tried to tell you, dude, that old boy is the truth. That's what happened to the 18. Mark Bagway and them. But, you know, like, <laughs> they, hey, listen, he is what they say he is down there. Now, one thing I did notice is that team that the Nightcrawlers had, no, and this is no shade of shots, but that team the Nightcrawlers had, week three, that wasn't the same team. I heard the same thing, too, listen, and that scared the shit out of me. Listen, I know that. Listen, let me say this. Let me say this, Keith. First of all, I do really love the 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 energy and the insight that you're bringing. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And just to get this out of the way, because I can't stop myself from thinking this, I just need you just to break this up real quick. I just need you to say this sentence for me. <laughs> Dudes, too few to view. Well, I'm not oh, doing all that, bro. You. I hate you, Corey. Bro, please, please just say it one time. Bro, listen. I, I really want to be able to do the Baltimore accent, and I think if you do it one more time, I'll register it forever. Dudes, too few to view. Listen, bro. How about you just leave that to us, the originals? <laughs> yes, bro. please, because I, yeah, I can't, listen, I can't that even do us. that. Yeah, yeah bro. Uh, everything is not for everybody, bro. So just leave that to us, bro, because I can say it a thousand times, and guess what? You will probably never still get it, bro, respectfully. <laughs> Could, uh, could you just uh, say it once, though? Nah, but I'm sorry, but I, I feel no, no, I can't. <laughs> Keith, you've you've been following and reporting on the A7FL for as long as Baltimore has been a part of the league. Yes. What was that oh shit moment where you realized, oh, this is a, this league is special. This oh, league yeah. is. I gotta. I've gotta obsess over every. Oh, part of so it. okay. So okay. My oh shit moment is when that boy Moon ran back that kickoff <laughs> at the last second of the game. <laughs> and who who was that that lost? Who who lost that game? Um, y'all know immortals, that. The immortals. Yes. When he you're talking about that... the one that he juked. He juked the three. Yes. On one yes. team, he juked yes. them nine times. Yes. For his hamstring and still scored a, a yes. walk off touchdown. Yes. Yeah, that is one of the yeah for for all new fans that that found us on Sports Center because we've been there so many times recently who find us on all these Instagrams and all these Snapchats and all these face things and whatever I don't do social media I'm a Twitter bot. 
go to YouTube, which is one of those other things that, you know, millennials do and younger Gen Z and everything. Go to YouTube. Moon versus the Immortals. I think what year was that, Rob? 2016, 2015? I don't know when it was, but y'all know what I'm talking about. We all know. Everybody yes. else that doesn't know should know. I'll let you continue. That that was, um, that moment is that, probably everyone's ocean. That moment, and it was another moment where BIC could have had another championship, but the uh, no, the whole hold on, not BIC, but who was it when Moon caught the ball and they tried to say both of his feet was one of he was out and he clearly was in. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Rob got to know what I'm talking about. That was another moment. That was a that point was of, again. Yes. No, 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 I got you, I got you, I got you. No, 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 I got you. Back that was the end zone, the year BIC won the chip, that's why they put, and that's my first championship. That's yeah, why they put an yeah. asterisk on it, because they said oh, Moon that's right, that's right, that's right. didn't catch it, but then turned around and said Moon did catch it, but game was over and it couldn't be overturned. Hey, got to blame the – can't leave the game in the ref's hands, fellas. Bullshit. And I think that's – a lot of people – who will see the Baltimore versus New Jersey games and then see the the extracurricular activities on the sidelines from both teams. Don't understand how important it is for a New Jersey team to win in Baltimore and a Baltimore team to win in New Jersey. That's big. That is really rivalry. And when I try to talk to people about the A7FL, I, I, I come up with this conversation of Duke, North Carolina, Red Sox, Yankees. The A7FL is one of the last places in sports. And this is going back to the idea of town beat, where block by block, street by street, city by city, where you come from matters. And your style of football matters and winning against another state matters it is that last because growing up in in brooklyn when another team challenged us to play football we took a front to it we got you know we were you know i'm i'm the i'm not an athlete in any stretch of the imagination uh i am very jared lorenzen in how i play football but you take that to heart and when you magnify it and you put money on the line and you put pride on the line and it's on national television and there's that big brother, little brother thing. And it, and I want to talk about the, you uh, about this with you, Keith, because me, Corey and Rob, we read the chat during the games and it is always interesting to see the idea of implicit bias. And as an announcer, my job, except on this podcast, because I, I, I get to have fun here. I have fun on the broadcast. <laughs> My job is to be impartial. You will hear me go as fucking crazy over a Tampa Nightcrawler, Baltimore Rare Breed game, as you will BIC in you, despite the fact that everybody I work with is, at least on the football side, are New Jersey people. Mm-hmm. Corey and Rob are my commentary partners. I work with Ryan DePaul. I work in the league office. So I'm from here. I'm from, so it, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it's weird to see the idea that, uh, that in Baltimore, that they think we're all out to get you. And I want to talk about that rivalry. I want to talk about the fact that 
the idea of bias when it comes to this league, it exists, but I don't think it exists as much as people from Baltimore or the very vocal Baltimore fans. And I love the fact that they're vocal and that they love their players and they love their team. A lot of this stuff kind of comes out in the wash when you take a look who wa- with who walks away with the chip at the end of the year. So what are you asking me? I am just, uh, I'm just, I, what, what's your take on Baltimore versus New Jersey? What's your take on people ha- accusing all of us of being completely biased and not just a little yeah, no, bit biased? Okay, all in, so all me... in all, yeah, all in all, what he's really saying is like, all right, everybody's claiming we're biased, we're biased, we're biased, but at the end of the year, who's they're holding a Jersey team is holding up the tro- trophy. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's a Jersey okay. versus Jersey team in the chip. Baltimore only really seen success that one year in 2018. Mm-hmm. You know, these are facts as well. But again, okay. so how, how can we be blamed for being biased when we do hold you guys in the right spots? It's just you guys, like you said, you got guys like Rokeem Cheney who just can't finish. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It seems like the Gators, we expect a lot more from, but they just can't finish. So that's mm-hmm. what he's really saying. So well, I, mean, I will say, I don't want to say, say, I think there is levels to this though, right, Keith? I don't, I, yeah, I think exactly. that when, when, me, Rob, and Matt were sitting there calling the Rare Breed versus the Nightcrawlers. I was unapologetically, as as un, as professionally as possible, I was unapologetically kind of rooting for the Rare Breed. I, I really wanted the Rare Breed to be the team and to show that the Nightcrawlers couldn't just – you know, oh, we're we're gonna do this easy. This is this is light work kind of kind of attitude that they had. Now we also saw in the game itself the way that they treated the game of the A7FL, in which they didn't take it serious enough to actually beat the rare breed, and they let the rare breed steal a win from the jaws of defeat. But there, I think there is levels to this. I will root for Baltimore over all of these other teams. Mostly because I think the 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 juice between Baltimore and New Jersey is real. There's there's a real juice there, and I think, you know, Keith, speak to this, and I'll let you go. What what drives that juice? What is is it hatred? Is it is it deep respect? Is it knowing that you know championships go through New Jersey? What is it about? I, it's, that it's, all above. it's all above. It's all above. It's all above. It's 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 you know taking them ass whoopings. You feel me? Do keep hitting you in your mouth. You, you ain't gonna be, you know. That's like, hey, Corey. That's like me coming up, punch you in your mouth. You ain't gonna be so happy to shake my hand after. You gonna want to fight back. You know what I mean? That's anybody though. You feel me? And what I think the bias comes in that because I'm not gonna hold you. I listen to some of them games that y'all commentate. You feel me? You know, with the exception of Rob, I'm mainly talking to uh, Corey and and Mr. Ryan. Bro, listen, Damn. Some of the things y'all be on there saying, bro, is. Definitely not. Y'all definitely need a Baltimore guy in that booth with y'all to let y'all know, hey, bro, this is not right. You feel me? Because sometimes y'all don't be having y'all facts right. And I think that that's the problem because oh, some of y'all. If you're talking oh, about hold the hold names, hold on, hold on, hold on, if you're hold on, hold on, talking hold on, hold on. about the names. Talk to me. It is whomever in the Baltimore division mm-hmm. inserts the numbers into the website. Mm-hmm. Just to give you guys a bit of background. Every single week when we do prep for the A7FL broadcasts, I go through, compile all the rosters. I reach out to every division manager that is airing our, is, that is airing on our broadcasts. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, here's what I have. 
please give me the correct numbers. Make sure that everything there that is there is listed correctly. Mm -hmm. And despite doing that, despite having interns and producers run out onto the field and say, hey, is this correct? The information that is given to me is still wrong. So, mm -hmm. so it is not a matter of wanting to get the information wrong or not doing the information. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, though, I get what you're saying. Respectfully, I get it. And that's not your fault. If, if, you know, that's happening. That's not your fault. But, you know, from the outside looking in, we don't know that. We don't see that. You know what I mean? So when it goes and it, and it happens, it's still like, well, what the hell, man? What the fuck? You feel me? But we don't know that the people is not giving you the right information. So it ultimately looks bad on you, if, if, if you know. It may not be your fault, but it's how it looks to us. You know what I mean? So uh, respectfully, man, you might have to, some of y'all might have to, you know, say, hey, you feel me? You know, well, prime example, y'all, of course, y'all know I play for the DC Buzz. You know, somebody can hit my inbox. Hey, man, could you know, could you um, give us a name of players or whatnot? Because, you know, realistically. That's what, that's what Matt's saying. Oh, we did that, though. That's what no, I'm, no, no, no. Let's move past, let's move past the rosters and, and, and messing up the names because it, it's, it's, we're everyone's doing the best that they can and to be honest all of the teams need to do a better job but we can move past that talking about the actual analysis of the games while the games are going on while we have a rare breed versus the u which was one of the most exciting games which is rare breed beat the u and we could kind of feel the momentum of the league shifting on that game when we're watching a dc buzz at a set seven o'clock game when they're playing the renegades and they're giving it to one of the teams in New Jersey that thought they were something and they're falling apart as we saw it, you know, on the seven o'clock game on YouTube. And we were, you know, the guys were a little bit more free on that. What is it about the commentary that Baltimore doesn't like? Because what I will say is as much trash talk is that I talk because I love to, I am the first one. I think publicly that went and said that I like Mark Diggs game. I was the one on this podcast that said in an offensive player of the year, honorable mention that Mike, he make it is one of those big time players. I'm the one, the Baltimore hater, Mr. Mr. Wanted poster in the middle of the, 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 the know, middle streets. of Dunbar field. Yes. Right. <laughs> And, and and Dunbar is, is now Corey Hammond Memorial stadium for what I did to the Kings that day. Which, to be honest, Keith, no. you were probably the best cover uh, corner that day. I love Imani Skinner, but he was he was like that was like that wasn't Monty, bro. That years. wasn't Monty. He was not out there. He wasn't even on the Kings. He was with the Bulldogs. But I mean, you know, we can go ahead and clear that up. But go ahead, talk to me. Well, uh, a, a short little dude with with a tight with a tight razor fade was out there getting torched by. Oh no, I know exactly who you're talking about. He gave that thing up three times. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I'm giving you your props because you were the other corner that I tested like maybe once or twice. I, I remember Troy, I think, went up top, whatever. Um, what is it about our commentary that the Baltimore guys don't like? Because other than the names, which let's be honest, when 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 somebody makes a play, they want their name called right. Go talk to your manager. That's the problem. You know, when when Dion McDaniel is wearing, you know, like Tory Scott's jersey and, and we say Tory Scott with a big run, it's not our fault. Yeah, what, facts. What other thing, though, do me and Matt do? Because you already excluded Rob, who says, by the way, and I quote, Aunt Mo is trash. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. We are. I don't. Rob, uh, Rob, I don't think he honestly believes that. Respectfully. 
You feel me? You know, I don't. I think he's seen enough of ammo. His good. Don't, outweighs don't let don't let Corey tell you things out of context. And, oh. and, and <laughs> you know but, what Corey does. Aunt Mo, and this is specific. It won't be long at all. It's super quick. I call Aunt Mo trash because Aunt Mo opened his mouth and said he was the best receiver in the league and he deserved to be an MVP candidate. So once he's you nice. say that, nah, 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 nah. Listen, listen, hear me out. Once you say that, I am a two-time champ in this league. I've seen a lot. You say that, now my radar's on you. Now I'm watching everything you do. He doesn't mm -hmm. play like an MVP receiver. So every mm -hmm. time I see him and he does some dumb shit, I'm on his ass. Pause. Faithfully. I mean, when you that's, when you when you put that target on your back, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Now I get next it. season, when I'm calling Eddie Pettio trash, that's Corey's fault. Because oh, for the target, that's the target, my fault. That's not Eddie's, that's not Eddie's fault. I'm going to listen, Eddie did I'm not going get the balls because I think y'all think y'all think we biased now. When Corey Hammond is on the field, he better not throw an incomplete. Boy, oh boy, am I going to dig in his. Listen, Corey, good luck to you next season, my friend. <laughs> Yo, all right, so hold, hold, hold. All right, so let me, let me, let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. So, yes. I, like, I, I more so think it's like, you know, me personally, because I do, you know, RTU real talk. So I don't think. I think it's more so the names. You feel me? I I just really think that's what it is. And but you know, some guys be having charming skin. You feel me? Like um, like all right, prime example for real. Somebody throw a touchdown. When y'all could be like, oh, oh, that was a lucky pass. You gonna have guys that say, man, that wasn't lucky. He did that. That was skill X, Y, and Z. So realistically, you can't please everybody. So sometimes you got to be okay with being a villain in this situation. And that's what it is. You know, it is what it is. You know, y'all yeah, call no, it how y'all see I it. have no problem people shit talking me. I, I'm a professional wrestling man. No, I, that no I'm just God. telling you, I'm just telling you what it is. Like at the end of the day, realistically, you, you are never be able to make nobody happy. Like you can call a game and call it the best. Guess what? Baltimore's gonna find a way to say, "Oh, you was biased." You feel me? New Jersey, you were biased, or Florida, you were biased. That's just people, bro. So honestly, it ain't no real way around that. Respectfully, no, you feel I me? Just we just gotta get it. I want to get an understanding of it because as we grow as a league, being the 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 commentary team of the A Seven FL, you know they're gonna have to drag us out of the chairs, kicking and screaming. Uh, before before we leave uh, the booth, when you look at just the growth of the league, there's going to be people who look at that. But it, it Baltimore specifically, and and it's not a negative. I, I want to say the 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 talk about bias and stuff. I, I find it interesting for the fact that it shows that there's a real loyalty and kinship with these teams and with these players, and. That it's been forged by fire. You guys are the, you guys aren't the division that tried. You guys have won a championship before, but you haven't been able to find a way back. And there's so many different reasons why that has happened and what has gone down in this league and the growth of this league over time. It's just interesting to hear that voice juxtaposed to everything else going on because Baltimore is always going to be, in my opinion, the angriest division in the A7FL. Because that's just what it is. Like <laughs> that's that's just what it is with us Baltimore, bro. Like, that's just what it is. Like, yeah, we might be the angriest division because that's just who we are, you know. Like now that's Baltimore, not a negative. Like you guys yeah, I know it ain't. I, I know it's not. I, I get the point you're saying, but like, you know, like that's just who we are, man. Like, we just be ready <laughs> for some reason, bro. And and I can't really explain to you why or how it's like that. 
it, it, that's just what it is. I think it comes down to the fact that you guys were the second full division to come in, that you had to face the the teams and the franchises, most of which aren't even in the league anymore, but kind of set the standard. Yeah, taking them ass whoopings. Yeah, and taking those <laughs> ass whoopings. Having to fight against the prototypes of the league all the while trying to keep mm-hmm. your heads above water mm-hmm. in that division, playing some really tough teams in division mm-hmm. and out of division. Mm-hmm. And then also having to deal with the fact that you guys weren't on every t- on TV every week, and it's not a knock on y'all. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that next season we're going to see a lot more of is I think we're going to see a lot more teams playing in Baltimore and D.C. on TV. I think we're going to see Florida, Vegas, California. I think we're going to see that a lot more because this week has kind of given truth to the fact that the A7FL is really fucking good. And yeah, no bullshit. When you look at the the highlights, when you look at the games, and no, you know, just to 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 you know, give us a little bit of an ego boost. A lot of people love the commentary, and mm-hmm. a lot of people love what we're doing. And I think it it's going to rise all the ships in the A seven FL and all the teams in the A seven FL. Mm-hmm. I think for the next five years, the Baltimore Rare Breed will reach the final four at least three out of those five times. Whomever mm-hmm. is behind but, them. But you feel me? That's cool. But, you know, at, at, for a while, some of them guys been doing that consistently already, but just on different teams. So, like I said, eventually, man, you know, it's going to be like, all right, we keep reaching. What is the real problem? Eventually, it, listen, the thought is going to creep into your mind of, all right, man, you know, we keep we keep going here. We got this team. We got a super team or however you want to call it, a stack team or a combined team, and you're still losing. How? Realistic. Well, because I think, I think to piggyback on Matt's point before and why, you know, Baltimore ends up being that angry division is for all the divisions that are in the A7FL in 2023, there's New Jersey, and then Baltimore is is maybe, and this is maybe too far, but Baltimore is the little brother. But but Keith, Florida, at least right now, California, Vegas, and Ohio, they're our sons, bro. So that I think that's where it sits right now, and I think that's kind of where it's going to set up. But I think moving forward as this league continues to progress, mm-hmm. you know, Boston, Boston might give D.C. a run for their money for, for grumpy. You guys are damn mind. You out of your damn mind. I could never. I could never. I could. Bro, you geeking down, bro. DC buzz against any of them Boston teams. No, no, no. I'm not saying that they're better. I'm not saying that they're better. I was just talking about the fans in Boston Mm -hmm. might get a little bit grumpier than the fans in DC and and, uh, Baltimore. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. But I. If Baltimore goes into Boston this year, you. Even if you guys send a buzz, I think you guys are going to spank them. No, no, no. But cap. it's 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 tough. Like Ryan said earlier in the podcast, it's tough to really go to somebody's house and beat them. Like, listen, it was tough for us to come up there and beat y'all. It was tough for it's tough for um Tampa Bay. They they came up here and lost. It was tough for the DC Buzz to go down there and beat them. So I'm not going to hold you. I'm not saying that the DC Buzz wouldn't go 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 at them, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. And we experienced that firsthand when we went down to Florida. Man, we went down there, bro. Them bugs big as hell. Man, the fields look crazy. They play by different rules down there. Like, 
God, like they listen, the rules down there are a lot different from what we're used to up here. And I told them, I said, listen, after we lost to the Tampa Tampa Bay Night Callers, I said, listen, y'all gonna come up there next week and feel like y'all got cheated because we play a totally different game. I've never yeah, seen I feel like I was told by guys from uh, the DC Buzz that th- they thought that the one of the refs was Tim Donahue, but I, I, that could have just been hearsay. I'm not sure. The turn on the dime. Let me let me ask you this, Keith, because uh, we all know here, you know, in in the A7 FL three on one podcast, if we want Maryland news, and what are you doing? Are you having like a like a like a sword fight in there? Like what's what's all that kind of anyway? I'm sorry, bro. I'm mad. No, you're good. You're good. I think it'll add. I think it'll add to the podcast because people will be on their toes thinking, like, is Keith actually fighting a dragon? I'm dead. Um, <laughs> do it's you, awesome. Keith? You got your ear to the ground in in the Baltimore uh, area down there, and yes. you know a lot more that's going on. Do, do you have yeah. any juicy rumors down there? Free agency. Um. You know, okay. Moving, new so, teams. What you got? Mark my mark my words. The Gators and Rare Breed will have a new quarterback, and it's someone that y'all don't even expect. Each each team, each team. Yes, yes. So, to recap, Gators new quarterback, Rare, Rare Breed, Breed new quarterback. quarterback. Let me ask you this. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie. Wait a second, because like yeah, you kind of scared me when you said the Gators and Rare Breed will have a new quarterback. That kind of scared me. It made me feel like the Gators Rare Breed merger. That was kind of. No, you know no, 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 no. They, they, okay. They're going to keep their teams. But trust those me, teams when y'all see who's taking the snaps, when y'all see who's taking the snaps or who whoever doing that thing, y'all going to be shocked as hell. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Keith. Is it a, is it like a, a switchy, switchy type of trade situation where we might see a, a former MVP and an A7FL champ suiting hey. up for, uh, for, for a, a, a team? <laughs> I, I, ain't, I ain't going to let the cat out the bag. But all right. it's it's all some right. moves moves are being made. That's all. all wait, Keith. All right, you don't let the cat out the bag now. But I, so so is that displacing the two current starters of both teams? Yes, I mean are the Gators. Both? Realistically, let let's be they realistic. Have a the Gators, yeah, they didn't once have a they lost that, yeah. Once they lost Ace Boogie, yeah, they didn't we have knew. A we knew. Yeah, it's it's yeah. y'all got to find y'all guy now. Yeah, you know, y'all gotta find your guard, and I just think that the knock on rare breed is, um, the knock on rare breed is like, hey, you know, but you know, because I've talked to some, I talk to rare breed players on the daily, you know, and they say like, hey, bro, you feel me? We some players feel like, hey, man, but you know, he was a little scared, you know, he you he played wow. a different game, he played a different game, and this is why I think that earlier when wow. I said in the podcast, wow. when I said in the podcast, hey guys. Did y'all not notice that Buck played a different game when he played Tampa Bay? We never seen Buck go two linemen all year. All of a sudden, he started playing that type of ball. Go yeah, back. But I will say, if two linemen doesn't sound like a scared move, bro. If I went with two linemen, that's no, a, that's a they, buck up. They feel like he cup. was scared. They feel like he was scared because apparently he didn't run what they're used to running. He went to a whole new playbook, and he wasn't the same guy that they had there all season. This so, so my question is: These guys, they're, they're not using any type of, you know, overanalyzing to maybe think that Bic was prepared for anything that they've done up until that point because Bic watches film. Like, no, that's not. And in their mind, in their mind, you know, no. In their mind, they probably right. looking at it like it's, it's, it's on Buck. They probably feel like 
as long as he run them plays, they can't be stopped. Respectfully, every team should feel like that. You know what I mean? With when you got your guy, but when you doing so, stuff. So you're that, saying Buck is out. If you can't say who's in, I'm not trying to ask you who's in. I'm asking you, is Buck out of rare breeds? Yes. We'll take yes. that as a hot take. Yes. Oh, sick. Wow. Yes. Breaking. Breaking. Buck is Break off gas, of rare homie. breeds. Yes. Listen, man, Woo. we can about to say, man, listen, we can all get together and talk. <laughs> we can oh, all get oh, yeah. Whoa, oh, hey, Keith, we're going to talk, man. We all going to get together and talk. That's all I'm going to tell y'all. But listen, gang, um, I definitely got to get up off here because I'm definitely about to go to work for all. It was a pleasure of y'all having me on. Thanks for I, coming, Keith. I appreciate that, you that's guys. That's the first guest that dipped out on us. Like, yeah, his, his I, I was about to close the show on that one. Ours. So <laughs> yeah, on that I, about, note, Keith, where can people find you on social media? Um, You can find me at Keith Salmon Jr. Or you can go to Real Talk You or RTU, as a lot of people uh, said, my Facebook. And I just want to let y'all know that RTU is going to launch a clothing brand soon with a couple RTU shirts. So y'all going to definitely be seeing that out. So, you know, but you can reach me on Facebook at Real Talk You, short RTU. All right, that's Keith Salmon. He is one of the most intrepid players and reporters in the A7FL. And gentlemen, it feels good to to end it here. If you want to buy our merch, you can go to tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find that information in the show notes. You can check, take a look there. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the three-on-one podcast. Last week was the most listened to episode ever. I am eagerly anticipating the numbers from this week's show, mainly because I want to see who from Baltimore is listening. And I want to see, you know, after news like that, big news regarding That's the, huge. the rare breed. That's huge. Uh, that is going to be a big, big piece of conversation heading into next week's episode. But gentlemen, as always, it was an honor and a pleasure to talk with you. Un- until next time, this has been the three on one podcast. And as a reminder, don't be an asshole. I'll try. Oh, hey!